welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devatara called Parshas Miketz. Redundancy? Never. Shalom to everyone. I'm not sure I'm able to send this Devatara just in time as it's getting a bit late, but I want to share with you the following idea. If you look carefully at the dreams, all the dreams that we've encountered in the past two weeks, this week, Paro's two dreams, and last week, the Sarah Ophim and Sarah Mashkim, we'll see something very interesting. Question number one that can be raised is, how can it be, how did Yosef figure out in the dream of the Sarah Ophim, where the birds came to eat from the basket on his head, the how did he realize and how was it hinted in the dream that he was going to get killed by Paro and hung? How did he know that? That's question number one. Question number two, when Yosef came and interpreted the dreams of Paro, how did he know, like, who told him to say, who asked him, Bichlal, to tell Paro, and this is what I suggest you do, you get an ish navoin v'chacham, a person that's very organized and smart, a very smart person, to be in charge during the seven years when there's going to be abundance of food to ensure that he stores properly everything. Who told him? Who asked him to do that? It's a bit of a chutzpah thing to do. The king didn't ask you. He only asked him to interpret the dream. And also, question number three, I guess, is how did he know from the dream that Paro shouldn't be in charge? Because he told Paro you should get someone else to be in charge. So to answer... All these questions, Be'etzim, you could see the Ramban asked a similar question, and also what I'm saying now is based on the Magid Midubna and the Ma'asham, the following, putting them all together. So first of all, we'll start with the dream of the Sarawifim. There's a famous Magid Midubna, he says, once upon a time, he brings as a mashal, Kedalko Bakoidesh, there was a, a mashal of a following a contest of who can draw the nicest picture. And one person drew an unbelievable basket of fruits. It looked amazing. It was so incredible and so looked real that birds tried to come and eat from the fruits, which was, in a sense, the biggest proof that the picture was unbelievable. And the person said, yeah, it is. The, the judge said, yeah, it is unbelievable. However, however, the picture of the person holding the basket isn't as good or else the bird would be scared to come and eat from the food, from the fruit. So too says the Megiddo Medubna, the same is true over here in the dream. Yosef realized, how can it be that birds are coming to eat from the basket on his head? It must be that from a certain perspective, that dream is hinting to us that Sao Ifim is his, no he's a goner, as they say. He's not going to last. And that was a hint to tell him that the Sao Ifim is going to get the death penalty from Paolo. Let's go on to the other two questions we asked. Who asked Yosef to tell Paolo you should get someone responsible, someone that was smart to be in charge of all the food, of the storage, etc.? And the answer to that, and how did he know it wasn't Paolo? Why didn't he just say you should do it? The answer to that is, in the first dream, if you look carefully, there's a difference between the first and second dream. Despite the fact that the Torah tells us when, when Yosef speaks out, why did you just dream two dreams? That's because Hashem's trying to show you it's going to happen really, really soon. But there's more to that, and that is 
pretty much evident because there's a difference between the two dreams. The other, the main difference between the two dreams is the first one, Paro wakes up and he's seeing everything from the Yeol, from the Nile, which Yosef realized, as the Ma'asham says, the Nile represents all the Parnassah, everything, the, the livelihood is coming from the, from the Nile. And that's where he's standing, meaning Paro is going to have to be in charge instead of the Nile giving them water, which gives sustenance to all the food. Now Paro is going to have to be in charge of that. That's how he knew. Paro has to be in charge of that. But more than that, it's not going to be him in charge of someone else. Why? Because in the second, in the second dream, you see Paro dissipates. He's no longer there. He's not standing on the Nile watching over everything. So putting those two together, Yosef realized that it's something to do with all of Mitzrayim, and Paro has to take an proactive act in ensuring that he'll take care of the situation but it shouldn't be him but someone else so at the end of the day what Yosef was saying is indeed the interpretation of the dream even this idea of getting someone else to be in charge and to run the country when it comes to the storage of all the food and then to be in charge later on to give out the food that was all part of the interpretation of the dream and that is the depth of the reason that Paul realized he's saying the truth and he's saying the only real true interpretation of the dream because there is no detail in the dream that was left without giving explanation. So why are we saying this? What does that have to do with us and what the le- what's the lesson we can learn? The lesson is, just like this dream, there was nothing, nothing redundant. Every element in the dream teaches us something. There's a lot more to say that, about that, but we don't have enough time. So too, everything in our life, everything in our world, everything in the world that Hashem created, and even though doctors might think we don't really know what the purpose of something is, surely there is a purpose. There is a purpose for everything. There is nothing that Hashem created. Stam. Everything has various reasons that we might not be aware of, but we have to realize that everything in this world is created for a reason. More than that, everyone, as it says, as the Sfali Makdoshim say in Parashat, Matot and Masay, that everyone has Masa'ot, from place to place in their lives, they have journeys, that's the translation, they have journeys from place to place, and they go through events, and one should not think for a second, I can't believe this happened to me, because everything that happens to you is for a reason, it's a stepping stone in the way to get to where we need to get to, and that is why a person should never feel bad or worried, he should always realize Hashem is giving me the events, and events Nothing happens, Tom, and everything's part of a reason. A person that goes through life having this vision, and it's clear to him, like the palm of his hand, that that is what life is all about, and we're here, and once again, we'll say what we mentioned last week, that we're here, and it's just a hallway, and we're going through journeys in our hallway. A person like that can always be happy, and his level, quality of living is way higher. I'd like to end with a small idea about Hanukkah that I was thinking about. We know this... Now, the Gemara, the Gemara in Maseches Shabbos, Paskins, that what is really the action that you're doing that is the essence of the mitzvah? It's the Hadlaka. It's the actual lighting. The Maise Hadlaka, the actual lighting, is the mitzvah. When you think about it, when you light any candle, so you're doing the action of lighting, but the fact that the light continues to burn and you see fire, that's not you. That's a Kaddish Bucha. Kaddish Bucha put the Teva, the nature in the world, that oil with the wick will burn. So it's not really you. That's Hashem doing it. But perhaps we can learn a big lesson from here. That all HaKadosh Baruch Hu is asking us in this world is you do your little... You do what's, what's I put upon you. 
what I commanded you to do. You do that little thing. Yetzirah might tell you what's the big deal. I know Hashem said we should smile to a friend. If I smile to other people, they're going to laugh at me. What's the point? Is it really going to make a difference? But no, you shouldn't do all those calculations and cheshbonot. That is your Yetzirah trying to convince you not to do it. You should blindly trust HaKadosh Baruch Hu and do exactly what He says to do. And that makes a lot of sense that it's Dafka and Hanukkah because in Hanukkah we know that we didn't even need to but we want to show Hashem how much we love Him and how much we want to restart and relight the Menorah in the most pure way even though we don't need, we didn't need to because Tuma Hutra Betzibu and Bediyev the person could use Tuma Dika Shemin to light it the Menorah but according to most Shittas but, but we want to show HaKadosh how much we love this mitzvah we want it to be 100% pure and therefore, we did our ishtadlus, we did our utmost, and HaKadosh Buhu took it from there and made the miracle that it should last for eight days. And that is perhaps an amazing lesson for life, that we always have to do our bit. We shouldn't try to think forward how, in the future, how is that going to help, what's that going to make a difference. That's not what's important. Viratzon that will realize that any act we do, we have no idea the ripple effect it can have, for good or for worse. But when we do a good act, then it can have an unbelievable effect on our surroundings. I'll give you an example. I know someone, someone in their neighborhood, someone in their neighborhood right now, his wife passed away and his only child got killed by Imam when uh, Many years ago, for those of you who remember, in this Baro incident, this, where a suicide bomber, and it was their only daughter, and she was pregnant. And now his wife, this year, just passed away. So someone decided, I'm going to do chesed, I'm going to go with my kids to light Hanukkah candles with this person. And even though it's going to make my lechatchila time pass, and I'll have to light a bit later than what I usually do, I think Ratzon Hashem is for me to do it. He wanted to do it, but he wasn't sure. His wife pushed him to do it. At the end, he went with the kids to do it. A couple of days later, he had no idea, but several people came up to him on different occasions saying, what you did was an unbelievable act, and it really affected us, and we decided to do more acts of chesed because of what we, what we saw you do. And, and it's brought down by the Balei Musar say that when a person goes up to Shemaim, and he'll see all these mitzvahs that are connected to him, and he gets the credit for it, and he'll say, ah, to be honest, I didn't do any of these mitzvahs. And they'll say, you're right, but you do have a big chilek in them. Because the fact that you did other acts of chesed, or other acts of mitzvahs, without even you knowing, had a major ripple effect, because other people saw you, and they say, wow, if he can do it, I can do it too. He, and when you live like that, it also can give you a lot of chizik to do to do Torah and Mitzvahs and Chesed because you're affecting other people. Here that will take this lesson of Hanukkah, the Hadlakah Isa Mitzvah, we do a little bit and if everyone does their little bit together, we'll merit the Yemois HaMashiach B'Mirav Yomeinu. Have a good Shabbos and Freilchen Hanukkah. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Dramasaf Aaron Prisman. Please share with your friends and family. PrismaofTorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divrei Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, 
prismoftorah.com. This podcast was produced for free by Ellie Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Leibasiona, Yakov Alexander, Ben Mordechai, Isaac Isaac, Ben Moshe.